All right. Hopefully we're live on your channel and mine. It appears to be the case. I think I think we've we've magic to the internet. Fin gussied up the tubes. Oh, I just drank your water. Awesome. Now now we have kissed. We totally kissed. It's official. Are you? You're not sick, are you? No. No, I mean, I got a stomach thing, but... <laughs> what? Yeah. What do you mean a stomach thing? What Wait, happened? Mudbog and Redneck is in your chat, gifting away subs, too? This this guy's got too much money. I shouldn't say it. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Should come on. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. You're right, you're right. I, I shouldn't rich person shame, but... Never, never rich person shame, Lawrence. They're, they're the ones that are supporting you. God, you're right. You're absolutely right. What are you talking about? Wait, what, what, what stomach thing do you have right now? Uh, an ulcer. I'm getting over it. Oh, th those aren't contagious, I don't think. Are they? Unless you have mine. Chat, is ulcer, are ulcer, ulcers no, they're contagious? Not, they're not. They're not. Unless, unless by drinking my water you inherit all the stress that I have. I, I'm so excited to enter this phase of my life where, like, I always I always had a weird kind of romantic imagining of, like, a dude in his mid-30s that works really hard all day and comes home and, like, cracks an Al Alka-Seltzer into a glass of whiskey, knocks it back before his kids come up and start barfing all over his shoes, and he doesn't love his wife anymore, and he's just grinding himself up. That That's me, right? No, I mean... Not the whole picture, but... I was going to say, I think you love your girlfriend. I love You're her very married. much. You're not You don't have any kids. So you don't really have any stress. No, it's... I guess just <laughs> Other the, than a job. The idea of a self-sacrificial guy who's just, like, just like, getting consumed by a system. And he's just fanatically depressed. I don't know what... Something about that image has always resonated with me. Well, I know you... I remember you told me a long time ago... This is this resonated with me a long time ago. When you said we would drive by... There was this bar, the Tattletale. Oh, yeah. And yeah. We would drive by the Tattletale. And you would, you would be like... Man, I can't wait till I'm 85 years old and drunk every single day at 11 a.m. at the Tattletail. And I was like, I, I mean, I guess if that's something you want to aspire to, I don't. What else are you gonna do when you're 85? I mean, I Love guess your I grandkids. I'm not gonna have grandkids. Oh, okay. Right. Well, you're not gonna say. Actually, that's a good question. Are you gonna have any kids? Do you want to have kids? It's all right. You don't have to answer it. You can just say I it's don't a, know. It's a complicated. I mean, I've thought a lot about it. Um. I am I am entering the phase of my life where when I see dads being dads, I like there is something that happens inside of me. I'm like, oh fuck! But uh, the idea of having a child terrifies it's me. It's very very scary. Yes. And I don't know that Stephanie's into it because you All know right. I guess she would be involved. Well, I mean, to has, some degree, it, it it matters a lot if she's into it or not. Yeah. So uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> if, uh, we've we've talked about it lightly. Um, I I mean. If I pushed for it, if I said I'll no longer love you unless you accept my seed, that's the right way. To do I it. could probably force her into it, which that's the you right know, way to do it. yeah, is the w is the one way it's going to go down. It's very smart. It's a smart move, Lawrence. Thanks. I endorse a lot of the things you do during the day, and that's one of them. Yeah. So emotionally pressuring Stephanie to do things she doesn't want to do. I. Uh, <laughs> um, thank you for subbing on both of our channels. I yeah. See, I see lots of subs. Yeah, we're uh, going both places. Piling in, we're we're streaming to both channels, which I think is okay. I hope. Um, we're both partnered. I, I hope. Yeah, I hope this is the right way to do this. Look, we're doing it on. I, I paid for the restream so that we could both get it on the channels, and I, I think that that's okay. I, yeah, I appreciate that. That's an investment. It's Bruce, an, is, Bruce is sacrificing I, uh, like a dad, yeah, going I, to work every day. I gave him twenty bucks for a family that hates him. <laughs> so romantic, Lawrence. You, your family may not hate you if you have a family. No, I, I think it was mostly like my dad. I'm pretty sure was in that exact situation, which explains a lot. Um, he's a confusing guy. But you don't have to do that. No, I don't. Okay, uh, it was right. just—it was the only thing that I saw for a long time. It's my uh, my ages-old story that I've told. I think I probably told you, where I remember once I talked to a boss, uh, and I was like a lowly, lowly assistant who had to get coffee, and I remember talking to her about it, and 
this was when she wasn't treating me like shit. I was able to have pretty frank conversations with her. And I asked her, I was like, well, how come you're like so mean to all the assistants? Because there are a lot of assistants. And like we were friends at this point. I was like, how come you're so mean to all the assistants? She was like, because that's, that's what happened to me. Ah. That's what I had to go through. So then I have to treat everybody like shit because I was treated like shit. And she was my boss at the time, so I didn't go, no, you don't. <laughs> but you can just not. You could just not. Yeah. Um, and that was always my goal. It's like, hey, the shit that happened to me, maybe maybe I won't do that again. <laughs> maybe I won't continue the cycle of abuse. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean did, you, did you ask her if... I mean, yeah, she was your boss, but it's not like you could push it, but... No, no, no. I'm, I'm always curious for people who perpetuate that cycle. Is it... How active is the thought process? Is it, like, these things, like, after they were bullied or treated like shit, did they actually get to the point where they did find value in that experience? Is it purely just, I suffered through it, so now I want to feel like what it's like being on the other end of it? Do you hold a lot of resentment, and then the way you express that is by pushing it on other people? Yes, that's like, what you do. Hmm. That's that's what happens. I mean, for me, it was just it was pure imitation. Like, uh, oh, okay. That's 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 all I knew. So I, I mean, maybe that's it's just that simple. That's that's the process that you understand. So you just visit it back out again. Eh. Yeah, and I don't know. I've since tried to talk to my dad about those things, and um, it's maybe it's not easy. It's not easy Good for you for trying though. Uh, I I get close to the topic, but oh Jesus, that's a lot of shit smeared on something. Um, no, further down. Oh. That's poop. Oh my god! I remember that. That's a classic internet photo. You talk about having kids. Sorry, go ahead. Someone I, in chat was like, "I have a child, and it's the most rewarding experience in the world." And then we you looked at that picture. The depths of love, and then yeah, shit, just <laughs> everywhere, like a shit bomb went off. So rewarding. So, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to say this because it sounds really condescending, but, and and maybe it's just a disconnect. It's not like better or worse, but I don't know if my father has the emotional language to, to even discuss. Some of the things that I'd like to get to know about Which him. Which is okay. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't mean he's a bad guy or yeah. anything. And, and maybe he just says it in a way that I can't hear, or I need to hear it in a way he can't say. You know, all sorts of disconnects. That's what therapy's for. Yeah. Yes. That's there, what therapy's for. There. Oh man, what a phase. There was a. This is getting. This is getting to place. Uh, there was a. When I was like 15, 16, my parents had split up. My dad went to therapy for like the first time in his life. Oh, wow, and good for him. No, super good for him, but yeah. he got, like, a little too into it and started thinking that he was a therapist, and then he started, like, uh, trying to give therapy to me and my sister. Oh, that doesn't work. No. Because you got to go to school for years. Yes, you <laughs> do. Degree and stuff. So he would, like, get us into a room and ask us some charged questions, and I would tell him the truth, and that was not something anyone was ready to hear at the time. An edgy 16-year-old who's been oh, largely cool. abandoned by his parents uh, <laughs> lashing out. Going back to my room and listening to Lincoln Park. Yeah, those were interesting days. When's the last time, the last time you remember lashing out at your parents? I I have a specific example. I'm asking you. That's a really good question. Lot, like you remember lashing out and going like, and then afterwards going like, what the fuck? Why, oh. did, I, why did I do that? Like, yeah, being confused why yeah. or feeling like that level of shame. Yeah. Uh, the last clear moment I can remember. And this is going to sound really bad, but it's, you know, it's a teenager story. It ought to. It always is. Um, I built this computer desk in woodshop class. Uh, and it was like two pieces. It was a table and then a top part that had like places for speakers and like CDs and everything. Um, so I had carried the table upstairs to my room by myself, but I needed help carrying up the, the top part because it was really heavy. My mom, 
who was the best person in the entire world, the entire world, was helping me carry it upstairs. And I was at the age where uh, I sort of resented any amount of, like, softness. I, you know, edgy, edgy young white dude, uh, which... You were male. You were masculine. Exactly. I know what you mean. So, yeah. I know what you mean. I kind of... My, my mother's, like, always genuine and heartfelt approach. And, you know, just kind of felt an, a needless need to, re- to re- react against it. So there was... We were carrying upstairs, and she said something, and I was just being a dumbass teenager, and I, like... I kind of snapped at her about something. I don't even remember the context of what it was. Mm-hmm. And I even remember going back later and trying to apologize for that specific oh. instance, and she, does, she doesn't even remember it. So that takes a little bit of load off me. But yeah, I remember it happening at the moment, and even while it was happening and I was being shitty to her, thinking, she's helping me carry this upstairs. She's, like, doing this nice but thing for reali- me. So you realize it, though. That's good. In the moment, I think... I'd like to believe, and every time I've ever been just a shitbag in life, there's always a part of my brain that's watching me do it and thinking, like, why are you doing this right now? You could just back out. You can just stop it, say, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened, but then there's another louder part that says, no, you got to dedicate to the jump. Uh, uh, so You lose that the older you get. You do. You lose the, you got to dedicate uh-huh. voice. And, you go, and, the, and the older you get, the more you go, what the fuck am I doing? Like, and, that, and that's truthfully, because like the last time I remember lashing out, I think it was 13. And it was something dumb. It was something dumb about Jurassic Park. I remember it was about <laughs> Jurassic Park. So I may have been a little, young, a little younger. Um, maybe I was 12. But I remember screaming at my parents. Screaming at my parents. I hate you! I hate you! <laughs> and, Jurassic Park. And then I apologized. Like, it was like 24 hours later because I had thought about it. and Because I remember really digging in and being like, No, I was right to scream I hate you at my parents. And then uh, the 24 hours went by. I had cooled down and I was like, What the when I was like, hey, I'm really sorry that I did that. Aww. As a 12-year-old. Because uh, I was the shittiest person in the world when I was 12 and 13. Like, the worst. I don't think there's a good 12 or 13-year-old in the world. There isn't. Ever. No, there isn't. Which is... I... If, there, there's one thing... Uh, the one thing, <laughs> one thing I love about the cycle of life is that, you know, you live through something and then you see it happening in somebody else. And the fact that you lived through it provided you... <laughs> oh, God, that's the best clip ever. Uh, the, 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 like, physical panic on the camera guy is it's, like, trying to sh- anywhere but where it's pointed is really, really cute. Um, but, yeah, the one of the more endearing parts of the human experience is that somebody can remember what it was like to be that stupid and then have, yep. like, one of the patience and pity <laughs> to not just roast them alive. So your parents, from the sounds of it, they, did they scream back at you? While no. You, so yeah, they were just like they were like he's a dumb twelve year old. He's a dumbass twelve year old. Yeah. Right, he's screaming about dinosaurs. Let him do it. And I mean, to your credit, like most, I don't think most teenagers wanted to sub but can't find the link to do oh, so. Oh, thanks for the donation. Right this okay. works as well, though. Good. Just wanted to uh, say I love you. I think you, most um, miss you at most shitty house. teenagers don't get also the perspective you, within twenty four hours to come back and apologize. So that's pretty awesome. It was well. I mean, yeah. I, trust me, I'm not patting myself on the back for that. Man, one. You got you got me thinking now. Shoot. I, well, I, I like because there were times there were times that I did this to people, like friends and yeah. like loved ones later on in life. That I was like, and, and again, it would be the same deal. You would, there's a, a shorter amount of time, a refractory period of realizing that you're stupid and then apologizing. Uh, but the but the actual wisdom, the actual thing that you learn to do is to never do it at all. That's that's the magic. That's the actual. magic. Which is very, very hard. Uh-huh. It's very hard to do, um, and it also ends up making you crazy later on. Like, because then you'll talk to yourself. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> no, a daily but. process of sort of the day in review and trying to see if there's anyone that needs a, to be apologized to or any wrongs that need to be righted. 
I, I used to dedicate myself to never making mistakes like that. I think mostly because I had so much shame for the mistakes I had made. But I've since backed off. It's like if you spend your entire life terrified of making a mistake, then you'll never do anything. Uh, one, That's I, true, yeah. One thing that, that stuck out to me was like when I took dan dance lessons fairly recently with Stephanie, we went to take some swing classes. Oh, swing which classes. Was super, super fun, and I, wa I want to go do it again. That's rad. Stephanie was self-conscious because she sweat. And I'm like, well, it's dancing. Um, Everybody does it. Yeah, right? Well, that's, that's the exact point. The t one of the instructors, I think, had kind of noticed that people were being a little too ginger with their partners. And they said, like, look, you're all here to dance. Like, you, that's what you're here for. Um, so when you have a partner, they're here to dance with you as much as you're here to dance with them. So you don't have to be so terrified about doing the wrong thing because there's a trust there, implicit, because of where you are. And I think it took me a while to realize that that's also true of the world, is like, you can make social mistakes because you're in a social setting, and I think everybody kind of implicitly understands that we're all just chaotically trying to figure out being alive. Being so, a human? Yeah, so some mistakes... Being a good human, really. Yeah. What it boils down to. So you can make some mistakes, and other people make mistakes too, if... If you will give people a forgiveness for those mistakes, you can expect some forgiveness for mistakes from yourself. Hopefully. Hopefully. Doesn't yeah. always work out that way, but hopefully. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you still got to power through. Uh, Mordecai, I am not drunk right now at all. 100% sober. Uh, he's, he's drinking water that I already drink out of. Yeah. We're sharing a tall glass of room temperature <laughs> vodka. Uh, I mean, and he rode his motorcycle here, so I assume you're, when you ride away, you're not going to... You probably, I would imagine, you've never taken a drink and gotten on a motorcycle. Like... like you don't have to say it. I, was just, I just assumed you didn't. I mean, I've never driven under the influence, ever. Uh, I've, oh, I've really? Ridden, I've yeah. driven my motorcycle two places, had, like, one beer, oh, and then so two hours later gone home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, I've, I haven't, like, gotten on with an open bottle of whiskey <laughs> sloshing down the street. I would be even The more helmet's on. It's impossible to drink it. I would be even more afraid on a motorcycle if I was, like, yeah. buzzed or whatever. Oh, yeah. So. If you're in a car, there's a giant metal cage around you. You can run into a tree and probably live. If you're on a motorcycle, you fly off that thing, you smash into something, that's it. Yeah, you're done. You are done. Mm -hmm. Chat, we're also taking, taking questions. We're, we're trying to look at the chat as it flies by. Um, I kind of recognize some names here and there from our chat, but also from Lawrence's chat, because I think, I think there's it's a lot of you that watch together. Uh, Yeah, but it's all smushed together, so just, just ask whatever questions you want while we wax poetic. I like NC Savage. How much of your college degree have you guys actually made use of in your professional careers? I say every single day. You know why I say that? Why? Because it's computer science. So yeah. I know how, I know how computers work better than if somebody who didn't have that degree was using a computer. So it's like, generally speaking, your problem solving is really, really good, I've noticed, with computers. Because you know how they work. Mm -hmm. So you know what to do if one breaks. You're like, well, I kind of have an idea of the programming behind it. So, But I don't like program every day, obviously. Oh, yeah. I don't code nearly at all anymore. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think it's something similar to what you said. I, for, for, like, being a... I don't even know what the modern term is. A games commentator? Uh, I think yeah. it, it does help a lot to understand how the tech works. Because there is a lot of... There are a lot of people who comment on game design and the operability of a video game. Or computer game or whatever. But don't actually know how computers work. So there's always an element of mysticism to the way they describe game operations. That's right, yeah. Knowing how games actually work does take a lot of the magic out of it, but also makes it magical again when you realize that the, the whole system still works. So, mm, to, to hear some people describe, like, game design, they describe it very weirdly if they don't understand how computers process inputs and stuff like that. So. Have you ever heard anybody talk about a car engine? Yeah. That's the same thing. Because yeah. if you don't know the way a car engine works, which I kind of don't, 
then if somebody describes how it works, I'm like, I got nothing. You're 100% right. It's, it's nearly the exact same thing. Because they're both really complex systems, computers and car engines. Even the oldest car engines were extremely complex. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys cover the Bethesda Fallout First thing today? No, not no. Sadly, really? that, oh. WWE was was too low hanging of a fruit. So, so I saw one of the questions were, "What did you think about that Fallout First thing?" Uh, it's <laughs> I, I just laughed at it. it. Yeah, just laugh at it. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I think uh, so. It's it's not the easy thing to do is to get all mad and offended that how dare they ask for money for a piece of shit. Fine, um, but you don't have to pay it. You don't have to pay it. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I think from Bethesda, like. Talking about Bethesda as a company, <laughs> nice. <laughs> God, I love. Was it Ricardo? Love him so much. Oh, Ricardo's the best. A fucking legend. <laughs> also awesome. Um, yeah, that was that was me. A lot of me. Very good at guitar here. Didn't get laid for a long time. Um, when I think about it from Bethesda's standpoint, the only people playing Fallout seventy six now are the people who like the game. They're diehards, right? Yeah. So uh, they're going to pay that. They're not putting this out there to try to pick up you or anyone who's not playing Fallout seventy six. So. The diehards, yeah, they're giving them another service that, yes, costs money. I think in an ideal world, like in the old days, you would be able to get the game client and run your own server. Who knows? In five years, maybe they'll do that for 76. But right now, it's still an active service that they're still actively developing, mm-hmm. theoretically. And it's targeting core users, pretty obviously. So, eh, why, why not let them make money off the people who want to buy it? Well, that's, that's, again, that's, I, I don't know why you'd be upset about it. I just laughed at it. Like, I laughed I at it. Like, I was like, ha, ha, ha. That's hilarious. Who do they think they are? And then moved on. So I was like, and and Ricky Hayberg, Ricky still plays. Oh yeah. Um, I, I don't know if he's played recently, but like he got really into it. Um, I joined. There was one time I played with him, and he was like level eighty-seven or some shit. Jesus and, Christ. Yeah, and he played a ton, and it's, he knew what everything would like. Cause he was like, oh yeah, pick this up and drop this, and you know, do this thing, then press these keys and blah blah blah. So I mean, like he'll probably go back because of that. I, apparently, it's a private server cost at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. So. He will probably, and he'll, it'll probably cause him to go back even though he stopped because he liked the game. So that's what they want, yeah. I think. But also, do they want all the bad PR of all of us laughing at them? I, mean, like, I don't think it affects... Does it matter? I don't think it matters. Okay. Yeah. Um, if they announce Fallout 5, no one's going to be like, this game sucks because you asked us to pay $12 for Fallout 76 servers. I don't know that people are necessarily going to carry that. I do think that there is a, a kind of meme, like elbow to the ribs, giggle at Bethesda no matter what. I don't think they care because they're going to sell stuff either way. So, yeah, eh. yeah, it's you know, I I know I know that having spoken to a number of developers, no one likes to be laughed at. I shouldn't have to say that out loud, but <laughs> there are people that work out Fallout seventy six, and today was probably a rough day for them because they got to enjoy being the ass of the internet for a day. Well, whatever, time moves on. So, I mean, I'm sure from from their perspective, if they can make more money and hire more people to make more cool stuff for Fallout seventy six. They'll endure endure a day of ridicule for it. Yeah, and that's maybe where this goes. That's true. Uh, Todd Howard married my mom, so I had to support him. That makes sense. That's what Nexus says yeah, he's your new dad. That's rough. Um, T- Todd seems like he might be a cool dad, but he'd never be around. He'd be in the office all the time. Yeah, but he'd be real cool when he showed up. He probably yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd be in his leather jacket. Yeah, he'd and bring like gift cards and like you but, know cool toys and shit. But then he'd like he'd smell like somebody else's perfume and true. things would be really weird. On his collar. Yeah. And you'd be trying to sit down to dinner, and things would be really tense, and you don't know why. But you'd take Todd's side because he's cool, Dad. Even cool though your even though your mom's there all the time, and she cooked dinner and everything. But yeah, no, but, Todd's. Well, it's because you don't know that Todd's cheating on your mom. Yeah, and your mom didn't bring you presents, so. And your mom did not bring you presents. Your mom made you do your chores. 
God, is, is that more ro- No, that's not more romantic than a dude grinding himself up and hating his kids. I don't think. No. What a, what a game, though, man. Like, go to work, cheat on your wife, bring home your kid like a jigsaw puzzle and they love you more than the person who takes care of them all day. <laughs> what an arrangement. Um, Hell yeah. Hyanti asked uh, how we met. I believe we met long before... I think we met before you... Did, wait, when did you leave Machinima to go to Texas? 2012. Okay, yeah. So we, so had, we, we were in the met. same building, but not working together. And then, yeah, that's right, because I knew you. I Did you get married in Texas? Yes. You did, that's right. So I knew you when you were engaged. Okay, yeah. I well, knew you when you... Because that was, that's that was when infamous, I was in Texas. That's the infamous story when you pissed in my closet. That, yes. That's the New Year's story. I was not... Was Oh, I wasn't engaged at that point. You just were together. I was in a pretty dedicated dedicated for whatever that means now i know what you mean yeah but yeah that was a that was an intense experience bio turds i was married yeah i get to be that guy i was also married yeah both of us are divorced two divorcees on twitch Uh, whenever whenever, first time ever (laughs) maybe whenever whenever somebody uh whatever like you get one of those forums that says married single yeah why do they want to know that do I check divorced, I guess? I mean, like, I don't know. It's At weird. what point is that relevant? I, I don't Because there are forms like that, and I'm like, what? how does this have any bearing on this weird thing on my back? I'm not uh, sure. Is my hernia all healed? Yeah, it was healed years ago. Man. I just replaced it for something else. I felt I felt so bad for you. And you'd always, like, fuck with it. Hi, yeah, Bruce and Lorenz. been watching it. you since IG 2011. Question, oh, how watching did you guys really... get? Started in the entertainment oh, yeah. field without having uh, a degree in that donation. field. So yeah, I did see this question a lot. How did we? How do we get started in the entertainment industry? Yours is, I think, much more exciting and interesting than mine. I think. I can't you think? Remember. I don't know about that. I can't remember. Go ahead. Oh, um, hmm. I I'll, guess. I guess. I'll call up your chat too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's nearly impossible to put a pin on when it started. Um, I guess. I guess the earliest possible rumbling was that I bought a book on HTML from a used bookstore. <laughs> And then made my own website where I posted my own video game reviews on the internet. <clears throat> I did that when I was like 11 or 12, I think. Um, and then from there, just sort of uh, was always like either writing my own stuff because I just really liked reviewing games, or I would submit that to volunteer websites, many of which have gone down. Um, so I have, I have backups of most of that stuff on my computer somewhere. The first, like, semi-paid gig was for a website that did revenue share for all the articles you submitted. So if it got ad rev, they would, you'd get, like, two bucks for an article, so that's exciting. That's pretty good. <clears throat> and then, <clears throat> excuse me, from there, uh, I guess my break, the only time I actually started earning money from it, was I had, on one volunteer site, worked with somebody who then went to work at G4. This is Justin. I don't know if you remember. Oh, Facino. Yeah, Justin Facino. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I worked with him at G4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I knew Justin long before he went to Machinima. Yeah, yeah. So he eventually went to Machinima. Uh, and since we had worked together on a volunteer website before, um, I don't think of the exact chronology. So I had gotten let go from one of the websites I was writing for, and I still don't know why. I was told there were three strikes against me, but they didn't tell me what those three <laughs> were. So and I also did a shitload of work for them. So that was odd. Weird phone call. Anyway, um, was kind of put the, the call out that I was looking for work. Um, and one of the guys I was writing with that the website I got dismissed from said, hey, this guy is looking for freelancers and he says he knows you. I was like, okay, cool. And that's when I started submitting uh, freelance reviews to Machinima's... It wasn't even branded Inside Gaming at the time. 
Or was it? I don't remember. What year? Do you remember? 2010. So yeah, it, it probably was. 2009. That's, I mean, because Adam started in 2009. Yeah, it was he late 2009. Game, and I think it, I think they they spun up pretty quick about them trying to blow out Inside Gaming to be a ton of things. So they had a blog. I have, I have since come to understand that they really wanted to be on Metacritic at the time. That's right. That's yeah. what the, Rob Smith would tell us that over and over. He's uh-huh. like, we need to be on Metacritic. Yeah. And, and Rob Jones, too. Yeah. So uh, they... As it's been told to me, and this is hearsay, but they said they called up the Metacritic man, John Metacritic, and said, put us on Metacritic. And he la- like, literally laughed at them on the phone. And they were like, what? What's the- we're machinima. We get everything. And then he was like, you're going to need like 500 reviews before we get you on Metacritic. So they hung up the phone and said, get us 500 reviews. So they just started throwing money at freelancers to generate text. It didn't matter what it was. They just needed posts. Were you one of them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, through Justin, I was one of the freelancers. And... It was it was beautiful at the time. Yeah, shout out to Rob Smith. Of exactly. course, always shout out to Rob Smith. Um, man, I need to hang out with that guy. He's the best. Yeah, he's he's super cool. Uh, but at the time, it was amazing because they were paying fifty dollars a review, which was just like, oh my god, that's I can actually, do this forever. That's actually really good, though. Yeah, it, their Back rates in were very good. Mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, it still wasn't enough for me to do full time, but it was like this is the first time I could actually earn a couple of hundred dollars a month, and I was just grinding out reviews for them because they were taking everything I could give. Yeah. Uh, and I'd done that for six to nine months or so. Then they wanted to spin up a news blog, and the, I guess I was the one writer they tapped to do it, so it was like ten articles a day, ten dollars each. So hundred dollars a day <laughs> to write about video games, and, and that was barely enough for me to cover all my bills. So that was kind of the cutoff of when I kind of transitioned from software, web development, whatever I was doing at the time. I think I was like writing scripts to adapt massive text like data dumps to be imported into a database for a life reinsurance company which is a whole other thing what the f- so you were programming for them it sounds like yeah, yeah scripting yeah. but yeah that's a that's a separation only programmers care about um and then yeah i was able to start writing full time and then they offered me a prestigious position of writing and sending out the inside gaming newsletter and that was a full time position in LA and i yeah i crammed all my shit in my van and drove out and that was in 2011? Late 2010? Oh, really? And you left in like a year and a half back to Texas? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, had worked, I didn't know you were only here that, that, that that's a short amount of time. Yeah, my first stretch in LA was pretty short. Um, we weren't getting paid much, say we, me and my girlfriend. So we didn't have much, like we just stayed at home the whole time because we didn't have money to do anything. And staying at home in LA is not very great. And then no. also working <laughs> at Machinima at the time and not being on camera also really sucked. I mean, I was... And I get it. Like I wasn't doing anything super valuable. But the let me ask you this though: so. Did you want to? You wanted to be on. Did you want to be on camera? I've always wondered. It was never an ambition of mine. No, no it wasn't. Well, I just but I wanted to do valuable work. Was it something that you like? Were you ever like, I really want to do this because I think I would like it, or or you just like? No, no didn't matter. Okay. I, uh, I I think to to like Adam's credit and some of the earlier machinima guys, they would put me on camera. I think just to test me out and see how I would do, and it was bad. Like the early stuff was always really really bad. Um, I think. I had the same thing that I think everyone does, which is you have that little tickle in the back of your brain. It's like, I might just be really good at this. What if I'm just like on camera once and then I become a superstar? And you're, yeah. So there was that. But when I was on camera once, it was awful because I was like, I was way heavier and also way, way frumpier back then. Uh, yeah, no money like crew. Um, so it didn't go super well. But like anything, the more I did it, the, the better I got it or at least less bad. But yeah, I, I left because for one, I kind of saw where Machinima was headed at the time. I was like, uh, I'm not feeling good about this. 
because I wasn't important. And I could kind of see the downturns. So I was like, they're going to lay me off eventually. You were right. So, yeah. So I, I left and went back to went back to Dallas. You actually you made the right move because I bet if you had stayed there, you would have gotten laid off. And instead, you got kept on because you were a freelancer. Yeah. It was a smart move. Yeah, they Very they, smart move. They told me that they were like, sorry, bro, we just can't do any remote work. We're, I mean, you'll be freelancer for now because we don't have anyone to take over your place. Because at that time, I was writing the daily, which ended up actually being the one thing that was super valuable to the company. Yeah. Um, and they were like, just for a few months, it's not a full-time thing, just want to make sure you know that. I was like, whatever, man. Uh, and I was like getting other writing freelance work at the time. But yeah, that never that never stopped happening, I think, because you were producing the show at, at that point. I, I had started producing the very beginning of 2013. Yeah, so it was like so. an om- a nearly even trade-off. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a very, very smart move. Um, so, and that's, I guess that's how you got, that's a, that's an interesting, like, it's an interesting meandering path. Mainly you were writing. It sounds like you were mm-hmm. writing. Most, mostly writing the whole time. Yeah. And then when, yeah, when my marriage fell apart and then I was like, well, there's nothing for me here now. I just loaded everything into my shitty car and drove back to LA because that was like the one place that I had friends and work. Um, so in thir- 2013, yeah, end of 2013, I think moved back to LA and I've been here ever since. Yeah. That was, uh. I remember pushing for you to get full time because every everything was a fight. Every time it was a fight, it was always like, like yeah, I think we should make this guy full time. And they're like, why? And I was like, well, he's been working for us for an entire year already, and I know he vibes well with the team. And and they were like, well, but do you know he will be a good full time employee? And I was like, yes, I do know that, and also I will make sure that he is. <laughs> um, and they're like, okay, we trust you. I was I was honestly shocked. I, I figured I was going to be freelance until Machinima dissolved. Um, <laughs> or they do the thing where they fire you and rehire you two weeks later. Uh, so I, I that was my that. expectation. So when I went full time, I was like, "Holy shit, Bruce actually got it done." I had to do the, that same fight with almost everyone, even at Funhouse. There were like some people, some some fun, some full times that I was able to just be like, "Bang, full time." But it's always a fight. It's always a fight here. It's one of those things that I I know is kind of illegal. Generally speaking, it's that, just smart business. But it, like you're, I think you're only supposed to be like freelance for six months and then you're either fired or full-timed um yeah it's cute there are there are laws in california to prevent people from just keeping employees freelance forever so then what companies do is they just fire you and rehire you it shouldn't be legal but somehow they oh they they usually fire you and then rehire you under a, like a management company they, they did it to scott mcdonald yeah. at g4 a number of times and at machinima i felt so bad for God, scott and he was such a he's such he's the greatest dude in the awesome world. dude like yeah. great worker that's God, it's He's the greatest dude in the world. Um, so for me, yeah, I think I've, you, I think I've told you this, but I, I, I actually just told the story on stream like a few weeks ago. I just applied over and over to G four, and I because I had watched G four in two thousand and two. This is when you were working at K Rock. Um, no, I was working nowhere. I was, oh. I had just moved from Santa Barbara to Los Angeles. I was unemployed. I was playing Star Wars Galaxies every day. Nice uh, for like eight hours a day. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And it was rad. And uh, I wanted to kill myself. Because I was, I had been doing it for like two months, and I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. So I started applying everywhere. I, I applied at Best Buy, I applied at like uh, EA, I applied at a bunch of other, and I, and I had a computer science degree, so I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why can't I get, can I get hired? And so I applied at G four, um, for ten different jobs there. So like there was like segment producers and associate producers and production assistants and like, like executives and shit. And I was just like applying for all of them, which you shouldn't do. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, it's it's not a good look. As somebody who's doing hiring right now for Inside Gaming, when you look at an applicant and there's 18 positions that have all been applied for from one person who has one set of experience, 
It's like, okay, it reads a little desperate. Also reads like you didn't really look at the roles and apply like the ones you thought you were a good fit for. So yeah. Well, either way, I was desperate. Um, Get in the smooch cup. Very much, very much so. And uh, the the HR lady at G4, who ended up being, I think it was Comcast at the time, because they had just gotten moved. G4 had just gotten bought by Comcast. Are they a part of Comcast already? Like that. And uh, she called me and she was like, hey, you got to stop applying for these jobs. And me being young, I had no idea that a call from HR was good. I just thought she was mad at me. So she called and she was like, you have to stop applying. You can't do this anymore. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Like, I won't do that anymore. And like, I was like, okay, well, bye. Like, I was basically going to hang up. And she's like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Like, I have a job for you. It's just none of these. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, cool. She's like, you just got to come in and interview. And then if you get the job, you get the job. I was like, perfect. I'll be there. So I interviewed and, uh, I think it was like a couple of weeks later. So I interviewed, and a couple of weeks later, I had also interviewed at EA to be a tester. Um, and this was like the height of when people said EA were, were abusing their testers. And I was like, well, I guess I got to do it. I have a computer science degree, and I wanted to eventually get into game programming, so fuck oh, it. man. So I applied at EA, applied at G4. Um, didn't hear back for weeks on both. And then on my birthday, I got calls from both of them huh? saying, you got the job. Huh? And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Because Tester was a temporary job, but it had paid like it paid like $16 an hour, which was actually not bad back in 2004. Um, and then, but, but, and G4 paid the same roughly, but there were benefits. And I was like, Hmm. And I knew I liked entertainment more because I had been a DJ in Santa Barbara before that. So I was like, all right, Literally, whatever the choice... It's very rare in your life that you know there is a choice you're going to make that will affect the rest of your career. But I knew that that was going to be it. Um, and I was like, well, I guess I like entertainment more. So I'm going to go with G4. So I went with G4. The rest is history. Then it's like me hopscotching from different... You know, to G4, to Machinima, to AOL Games, back to back to G4 for a little bit, and then like to Machinima, and then to Rooster Teeth, and now here. Jeez. Um, yeah. So that was I, I could have been the next Corey Barlog. You could have, <laughs> oh, like maybe another twenty years down the road. Maybe yeah. I yeah, could, I could have been the uh, a game producer for, who knows, some badass game, or gotten, or killed myself after working hundred hours at EA. So. That's probably yeah. That's, I it, it's fascinating to hear that because, uh, I also had a computer science degree. I was like kind of dual tracking down uh, game dev or media because. I was, like, doing coding, but also then going home and writing stuff, because, like, online media wasn't really a thing yet. I did I did drive down to Austin and interviewed at Aspire, um, who, at the time, largely did game ports uh, for a QA position. Yeah. And uh, it was weird, because they were asking me all these questions about, well, what do you think this job is? Do you think you just play video games all day? And I was like, I have a computer science degree. No, I know what testing is. Yeah. Like I'm probably, there's probably going to be, like, a tracker, and I'll pick out a, I'll make bug reports and describe everything. And Yep. And it really seemed like the job was more for, like, high school kids over the summer. Whereas for me, I was like, no, I'm a developer, but I guess I'll come in at the bottom. They, the day after I renewed my lease in Dallas, they called me up with a job offer from Texas Minimum Wage in Austin, which was, like, six fifty, I think, an hour. So I was like, oh, my God, I could do this. I could, like, go into debt and pay <laughs> off my lease yep, yep. and drive down to Austin and live like trash to do QA, to hopefully work my way up through game development. 
or not do that and just keep writing reviews and stuff. So I decided not to take that job offer, but I do wonder, yeah, like if I tried to work my way up through Aspire and become a game programmer. You could have been the know. next Cliffy B. I could have. Can you imagine all the Lamborghinis? I think, I still think it's not, for me and and the things that I, like I, I eventually very much came down onto the idea that I enjoy playing games more than making them, even though I'm sure making them is fun too, but gosh, you have to give away so much of your life for years at a time to make one thing and with I, a and, giant and team. And hope that it succeeds. Yes. Which is, that blows my mind. And you can work you can work for four years on one thing and then have another part of the company announce a pass for a game and then everyone's laughing at you and all you've done is slave away in your cubicle Jeez. for nine hours a day. Man, I, I feel really like... I mean, I, I have literally have skin in this particular game because Stephanie works for Blizzard, but I feel really bad for what's happened with Blizzard at large because of the whole Hong Kong stuff. Yeah, It was stupid and dumb, but there are so many teams at Blizzard who have been working for so long on things that haven't been seen, and now they have to deal with all that shit. And, and they also may not have made that decision were they the ones in that position. Yeah. You know, like, they may not they may not have been like, oh, no, we're not going to do that because we understand that it's a very sensitive subject. I mean, who knows? So it's it's tough. I mean, I, I like a good pile-on. I love laughing at stumps. Like WWE 2K or whatever. It's like, <laughs> that looks like trash. <laughs> and it's fun to point and laugh. But at the same time, man, it, it's... The older I get, and, and this is maybe part of being sentimental and being emotionally mature, yeah. it's really hard to not think about the hundreds of people that worked so hard to make that trash. Well, it was... I mean, it's the... But, so here's the question, though. Because yeah. this is something, like, I try... So I, I have that perspective since I'm a little older and I have been, I have been in the content creation game for a, a long time. So you know a lot of your blood, sweat, and tears goes, goes into content. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. That's just part of your job. But did they work hard? That's always my question. Right? That's so fair, like, that's fair. So, like, people are like... When somebody's like... Because uh, this is one of my favorite... My favorite arguments about something, if you're like, this is a bad movie, like... X-Men Dark Phoenix is a bad film, right? I don't know. It's not, I've never seen it, so I don't know that it's actually a bad movie. Regardless, people say it's bad. And so when I'm joking around about how it's bad, somebody will always come back on Twitter or whatever and be like, oh my gosh, hundreds of people worked on this movie, and they worked hard. They slaved away. And this is the thanks they get. And I'm like, now hold on. <laughs> I have an idea of how things are made. At least in these sorts of venues. Movies, not so much. Not as much as, like, television or internet content. Were they actually working hard? Were they were they coming in every day and being like, I'm going to bust my ass <laughs> to make that visual effect look amazing? Or did they have a terrible boss who came, who, who's like, whatever, just put it up on the screen. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, obviously no one else gives a shit around here. So fuck <laughs> it. You know, like, and, and that's, the, that's the thing that I, for me, I'm always like, did they care? I've met people that care about their craft. I have. Yeah. But I've also met people that don't care about their craft, and I've worked side by side with them. Um, and I know that the things that they put out are not as good. So I'm like, well, when it is not as good and people make fun of it, I don't feel bad for them because they didn't put their heart and soul into it. That's an that's so. an excellent point. Yeah, it, it it is naive of me to think that everyone yeah comes to work with a, a twinkle in their eye and a, a skip in their step and they just gosh they just can't wait to share their passions with the world but no you're right and in my actual working experience by far the majority of people that i work with don't want to work don't want to learn new things don't want to help anybody they it seems like everyone's ideal job is to come into a space that is very familiar and then just like turn a wheel the same direction every day 
Yep. And have that wheel be the same color. Like, no one wants to be challenged or try anything new or have their expectations disrupted. But that's all, like, it's all good jobs are. It's volatility. It's it's solving new problems. So, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I should I should remind myself that when there's something out there that's trash, that some people that worked on it are probably carbon copies of some of the people that I desperately dislike who have made my life very, very hard uh, the, in working situations. And, and to be fair, in larger teams, there are people there that are busting their ass and like mm -hmm. coming in every day and being like, come on, guys, we could do it. And everybody else around them is like, no, dude. Like, did you see how bad that fucking explosion looked uh, next to Jean Grey? It's terrible. And that and they bought it. Like, oh, it's in the movie. Just like tires peeling out. Okay, man, it's 2 o'clock. I guess you're going home. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, and so everyone's like, bro, stop working so hard. And there's always, you know, there's always a few of them that are like, no, no, we're going to do it. We're going to figure it out. Which is cool. I love that attitude. But mm -hmm. you, you want to assemble that right team. And those are, the, those are the teams that are hard to find. Those are the teams that you, that make really, really good shit. Um, that, I, for, look, lack of a better example. And I don't know if anybody out there is going to give a shit, but the Marvel movies. Every one of them is a is like not a bad film. Actually pretty good because I thought people cared about it. And whether or not they're considered cinema by the 85-year-old men <laughs> that are shitting on them because they're no longer relevant. Ooh ah. Yeah. Ooh ah. Um so I I've, I've actually skipped that whole thing because the second I see headlines like that, I immediately don't care. Like who who cares about why does opinion matter, I guess? The only, the only opinions I care about or the only talk I care about from creators is when they're describing their process or the thought that went into their creation or the work of it. When they talk about other people's things and not in like a constructive way or in an analytical way, when like, it's just like... It's not cinema. Yeah, when, <laughs> when, when it becomes gatekeeping, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? If, they could if, just say they don't like the movies. Sure, and that has equally as much value. If, if, like, Scorsese is out in front of a theater with a megaphone yelling about how you shouldn't go see Black Panther or whatever, <laughs> yeah. people are just going to be like, who's that crazy guy yelling? I'm going to go into the theater and do it anyway. So yeah. it doesn't change anything. It just, it's weird to me that it consumes so many people's cycles because I guess, like, why do people need to be validated for what they like? Well, because they don't want to... I mean, like, if it's... Uh, this isn't me, but if, if it's somebody that spent a lot of time and a lot of money on Marvel movies... And they also mm. respect film or whatever. And then they see, you know, Scorsese and Coppola being like, these are garbage movies. And they're like, holy shit. Did I just blow all my money and time on these things that like, oh no, what was I doing? You know, like. I guess that, okay, that's fair. I don't know. I, and yeah. to, to a degree, it is, I will say that there is a difference between a Marvel film and like a, I, I hate, it's, it's the only thing that's coming to mind, but something like Phantom Thread. Like oh, a movie, absolutely, yeah. a movie that explores a really weird and profound and unique aspect of the human experience, but that doesn't mean that one's invalid and the other one isn't. And if somebody says that, they're just wrong. It's that. It's really that simple. Um, I, I always thought. I always thought art was just like creation. So whatever you made was art. It didn't matter how good or bad it was. Subjectively speaking, I just thought it was, art was art. I thought. Yeah. And I, I, cons I considered cinema art. So when he was like, "They are not cinema," I had never heard. Any, I. I was surprised to hear Scorsese say that. Because I, Did I he qualify what his definition of cinema is? That's and, and that was in my head that's probably what it was. He was like, oh no, no. Like to him, cinema <laughs> is something completely different than me. Cinema is just art. So whatever like the short film that your friend made when he was thirteen is art. Like, same deal. 
Um, I, so, but maybe he, he probably has a different definition of cinema. Obviously, he does. I would assume that's all I can figure. I, I remember like the the first big like how dare you wave was it Roger Ebert for like saying games aren't art. Oh yeah, which was a hyper reductive version of what his actual statement, which I thought was pretty true from an analytical standpoint. It was he was he was coming from the the world of cinema and storytelling, and his his analysis, which is correct, is that interactivity is basically diametrically opposed to storytelling. That once once some once that. you're trading that experience. It's on a sliding scale, and, and at the time, especially, games were very much like, no, we can do both. And, like, Mass Effect, I think, is the grandest example of why that's dumb. Um, <laughs> you and, and the smartest games typically will trade one for the other. You'll have a cutscene sequence and then a gameplay sequence. Mm -hmm. And ideally, they tie together with theme or whatever. Well, that's but, like Last of Us or Uncharted mm -hmm, or, or whatever. Or Bioshock, what have you. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. But his point that he actually backed off of was that you cannot tell a interactive story with intent um so like take like a dungeon master in a DD game or whatever they can have a story prepared but the craft of that story is going to be reliant on the input from the players and as such the resulting experience and the resulting story is never going to be 100 percent the dungeon master's intent and as roger ebert was saying it art is the intent of a of a creator expressed through a medium okay so uh, and and his his analogy, which I think is correct, is like you wouldn't see somebody playing basketball and call that art, or you actually might. I think that's where he might be wrong. I think there can be art yeah. in gameplay, the way that somebody plays a game. I've seen people play like fighting games, seen people play like StarCraft, art artfully. Well, yeah, but, they're, a, but they're also like those people are the game. There are game designers there that designed the the experience, right? Yeah. I mean, I, and I think there's art in game design too. I think game design can be objectively good or bad. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I always point to tic-tac-toe garbage game terribly designed uh, <laughs> But something like chess go like those games are art and and there's craft in the design And I think similar principles apply to games, but from his standpoint just just in terms of like a storytelling medium uh, Interactivity is not equal to art Yeah, or said. that interactivity from his definition Destroyed the ability to convey art which is mm, okay. a narrative experience. Okay, which right. I think is correct. All right, um, sure, sure. But uh, I so I wonder about Scorsese popping off about cinema. I, I I think the key is understanding his definition of cinema. Yeah, I think so too. And if if I were to assume, it's he means the goal of cinema is to provide you thought provoking stories about the human experience. He d it's funny because he did say something to that effect in that article. Where oh, he was okay. basically like he's basically like yeah, it doesn't make you feel anything. I mean, I'll, I'll look up the exact wording, but that's what it was. And. I, I immediately disagreed. 100% immediately disagreed. Because I was like, no, that's not true at all. Almost every one of these movies has made me feel something. Like, I've gone in and been, like, really excited because I'm like, wow, the hero actually did the right thing, which is very rare in, uh, nowadays. Like, generally it's an anti-hero. So, yeah. like, so for me, watching the movies, I definitely feel something. So, like, that's what I was like, okay, well, then that's, I just write that off. And then Coppola is just like, they're despicable. And I'm like, Pfft. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever you guys say. Like, uh, you, yeah, sure. I mean, like, again, their movies are magnificent. They're, they're masterpieces. Apocalypse Now is an, an amazing film. Uh, you know, obviously, Goodfellas and uh, The Departed is great, great movies. I love those movies. I'm not going to not see their other films because of their opinions. Oh, are people saying that? I'm going to boycott your work forever? I mean, like, thing? sure. But gosh, it doesn't matter. I, it, like, it, it, I just thought it was funny. I kind of laughed at it. Like, I was like, ha, yeah, all right. You know, whatever you guys say. <laughs> That's just, it's so, I, I hate, I, I mean, it is kind of the height of pretense because Marvel movies are, they're just retelling of like 
of god stories, which we've had for as long as humans have been humans. Well, that's, yeah, that's the, that's the hero myth. That's yeah, all it is. yeah, it's so core to the human experience. Just because it's not out there and like I'm trying to tread new ground, well, what's wrong with people like ah? I don't know. It was, just, it was weird. It's weird to me to to see someone who I thought is as an artist, like Scorsese, you know, an amazing artist. So to me, I feel like he's already sort of figured that out and gone like, no, every you know what. Art's art, and like some of it's bad, some of it's good, but subjectively, it's whatever. And even that, you can even be objective about it. But I would surprise I was surprised <laughs> to see that he was like, you know, these movies don't make you feel anything, and they're not cinema. I was like, wow, that's that's a you're taking the hard line on that one. Okay. Oh yeah, and I mean, the second he's just dead wrong is when he starts telling other people what they feel. I mean, that's when that's when you're out. That's right. You can't tell yeah. people what they feel. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, because I mean, like, I immediately disagreed with him right away. Those movies have made me feel like I, like watching uh, Avengers Endgame. Like I was, I, I hadn't felt like that in years, since maybe like Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight, probably. So if if I channel if I channel the the crotchety old man, I would say that that feeling is hollow, and it's only been built up through fluff movies that you've consumed over a long period of time. So they tricked you into emotional investment that they then paid off. That's what films are. They're all they're always tricking you and they're tricking you into emotional investment. <laughs> yeah, you're they're right. all fake. You're absolutely right. It's all fake. I don't <sighs> know. Whatever. Um, yeah, I just thought I thought it was it's interesting to see <laughs> it's interesting to see people get upset about it and like take hard lines when I'm just kinda like, ha, ah, that's you're funny. You're a funny guy. You know, it's all right. Keep right. making movies. Just be old. Yeah, just be old. It's okay. When you when I get old and I start saying things like you know, oh, that pop music is too loud. Then you know, yeah, that's it. I'm out. I I'm love out it. Touch when I'm when I'm at Tattletale Room at 11 a.m. Oh I'll, yeah, I'll be screaming about I don't know. Two beautiful boys right here. Spread oh. the love. Tell someone they're beautiful. Oh, thank you for Aww. telling us we're beautiful. I feel great. No one ever tells me I'm beautiful. Do they tell you? You're no, that's very rare. She tells me I'm handsome, which yeah. makes me feel like Autumn's, Autumn a special boy. Me. Autumn says I'm handsome, Aww. which is very nice. Aww. I did see somebody earlier in chat say, "I I don't ever want to be as hairy as Bruce." And what? I was like, Why wouldn't you? It made me. It made me da, 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 da. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, so what? I'm Harry. Some people like Harry, Harry dudes. They do. Some, uh, some of the women I've been with have said, yeah, I like Harry men. hair. I'm gonna roll around in it. I'll take it. Mm. I was, uh, sorry. Somebody, somebody in chat was asking about like media dump streams. Oh yeah. I do intend to do more of those. I, I have a grand vision. Um, I guess, I guess just in case nobody knows what I'm talking about. I've been, I've been in this weird, like I have this, maybe it's art. Uh, I've been Could doing, be. I'm slowly over the past, I want to say four years been doing this thing where I'll find random weird internet video and then clip it into like 90 second to two minute chunks yeah. and then I have like a plugin that just plays them all randomly all of them and there's over like 34 hours of that you love that shit I know I do I love I, it so I much I about you and you love yeah. it yeah it's, it's very much the like everything is terrible TV carnage mm -hmm. uh, sort of deal huge fan of like garbage digital time capsules and stuff um, the second step now that I have a critical mass of garbage is I'm going to go through and like uh tag it all with metadata, which means I'll be able to like find subsets of it very easily. What I want to do is uh, just like run normal media streams on Twitch, which is just a bunch of random stuff in order, or not in order, just randomly. Mm -hmm. uh, and I cut it in such a way that it kind of can imply a narrative when you watch it. Um, it's, not as, it's not as good as a like bespoke cut with intent chunk, which is what a lot of Everything is Terrible does, and it's fantastic. Um, but what I want to do is do like Halloween and holiday themed Random media dumps. Oh yeah, uh, 
put like little snowflakes over it. Of course. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping to put that together in the next couple of months. Do you so. do you watch with them? Yeah. Okay, you good. Because yeah. I like it. You should right, like with a beer and, and like yeah, there and drink and that's like, kind of the thing. It. Yeah, it's it's either for like it's side screen stuff, it's like background at a party stuff, it's if you're in the right frame of mind, watching it directly and getting some thoughts kind of stuff. So I uh, I just did. Media share, you know what media share is right when people like donate and then they'll basically like oh put up a video on your stream. I saw. You, have, I have haven't you done, done it before. No. You got to do it. You got to do it because media share had me rolling. Does it? So wait, does it? Oh. It was awesome. Is it only like ten seconds or something? Or how no, does no. It? So you can change it basically. So it's like I made it so that if you donated a buck, then and it was one cent per second. So oh wow. So then at that point, just whoever you can play whatever you want. Jeez. Um, so you can change the. The parameters, but I just made it so that if you if you gave you know gave a dollar, you could play your video probably for as long as you wanted, um, and you know like I'd watch like five or ten minute videos or whatever. But also like the short clips that I'd never seen before like were amazing. Um, you got to do media share. Okay. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, Streamlabs built into Streamlabs. It's all that's there. amazing. It's uh, all there. Damn, I don't use Streamlabs. I just use Base OBS. There's oh, you got to use Streamlabs. There's some plugins for Base OBS that I'm kind of dependent on, but I get you. Maybe I you can you. experiment. When Ray does it, it's a chat jukebox. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's... 20, tw a quarter of a second? 20, 25 seconds. Yeah, I, I sent it to... Ray can do that. He's up here. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, we're in the middle somewhere. Ray's up here. So wait, and this is probably the point, but I assume that means that somebody could put on, like, Rockstar by Creed f as long as they wanted, just rolling and rolling and rolling. I mean, eventually you can sort of... You can be the judge and be like, nope, we're not going to do that. Here's a life experience question for you. Have you ever been kicked out of a bar for loading a jukebox with... One song over and over again, too much. No, have you? Yeah. What song? Uh, it was Creed, Rockstar. Oh. <laughs> I just went and like, like... you were the person. I bought it like ten times, and by the fourth time, they went over and unplugged the jukebox, and they saw me do it, so they're like, you gotta leave. Oh, All right, they kicked you out? Yeah, I took my drink and paid my tab. And <laughs> that's mean. They should have kicked you out. Uh, I think that's funny. Uh, it's fine. It, it was kind of the end of the night. That's why I did it. So... Oh. <laughs> it, it wasn't like... It wasn't... They weren't like bump, bouncing me. I think there was a bit of a smirk behind it, but... Oh, okay. Oh, Nickelback, sorry. Yeah, it was Nickelback. My bad. Well, see, I was, I was drinking a lot that night. Yep. Everyone's <laughs> screaming at you. Sorry. G.D. Lawrence. G.D. Lawrence. Dang it, I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, I support the bar in this conflict, how to fix this. Fair. Well, fair. I don't. All you gotta do is be like, don't do it again, or we'll kick you out. I, I probably... And you know that again. this guy's gonna buy more drinks. Uh, you yeah, keep absolutely. him around. That's what you do. I, I'm bummed that, I I don't know how I should feel about this because I feel like by this point in my life I should have a number of bars that people like know me by name, but I don't. <laughs> when you walk in, I just Lawrence. go to I go to so many different places. Yeah, usually by the end of the night I have a pretty good rapport with the bartender because we get to chatting about stuff. But this it only takes three point five percent of the population to overthrow a tyrannical government. Is that true? That can't be true. That's it's a, it's in a meme. That's completely untrue. That cannot be true. Because, I mean, more than three point five percent kind of want to overthrow our government now, and are working very hard to do so. Yeah, you're right. So we'll see. <laughs> I mean, it says 1776 intensifies. Yeah. So maybe that's a reference to like the Federalist Papers or something. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, the American Revolution. Hmm. Who knows? Hmm. I'm, look, I'm trying to catch up on my memes. Although right? you know, what? Throw this out there, like. Maybe it's more a reference to like a Rupert Murdoch type can oh. exert the kind of influence necessary saying. to get everyone else on board. I don't know. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. Have you started talking in, in uh, 
Twitch references like Monka S and Pog. I have never, well, <laughs> I was going to say I've never said that out loud, but I did say Pog a lot while kind of making fun of Twitch. Well, of course, yeah, you got it. That was, I think it was at the, where, where was I? Shit. When I was like playing a video game with some other guys, I was like, that's a Pog. Oh, big Pog there. And it was just like that kind of talk. Did anybody else like, laugh? Like, ooh boy, what a pog. No, I don't think so. No, okay. It was just me. <laughs> I make myself laugh. That's good enough. That's a big pogger. Yeah, big... Do people say big pog? Oh, that's big pog. I, ooh. I have to start... Hefty pog, ooh. There's a few things that I gotta start saying, and one of them is epic gamer moment. Oh yeah, you gotta have epic gamer moments. When, when things happen, I have to I have to say it out loud that it's, it's what's epic, called a... Epic gamer move. A pro gamer move? You gotta do some a of those? Pro gamer move, okay, alright. You don't wanna have those heated gamer moments. Those are different. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, Keck W or or Kekwa? I don't know. Is it Keck W? I assume it's Keck W. I don't know, because I I don't know how people pronounce these things because I only see them in chat. Can I have Peepo Gun? That's a good stuff. Oh, absolutely. What was it? The Contra stream? I think it was. Is it is, is it Keck dash W? Is that how you pronounce it? I'm one. Is it, it's like when you you know read a novel and you read like really big words. Oh yeah. And you're like I don't know how to pronounce that word, but it's a really big word. I assume it's Keck W. I want to make sure. That's right. You got to start every stream with "What's up, gamers?" What's up, gamers? <laughs> hey, gamers out there. Um, I don't have a good. Uh, oh well, I mean, so from when you were DJ, did you have like a, a show introduction phrase that you would you would throw out there? Well, no. So my, so I actually just saw this. I saw this question a few few minutes ago. When I was a DJ, I was a radio DJ, and it wasn't everyone's. The first thing everyone says because I was a radio DJ when I was eighteen. There was a college radio, and I was like, no, an actual radio station. I was on it. Bruce has lived many dreams. Um, yeah, I was on it. And uh, it was awesome. Number one. Uh, number two, paid me $8 an hour. Sick. Is that legal? Wait. Rad. Is that this is back in like... That was legal in Cali at the time? It was 2000. Jeez. It, it was just like when you got paid seven fifty to do Genlock. It's the same deal. We're like that's That was like last year Although, unfortunately, I was going to say, unfortunately, Genlock was a very expensive production. And a radio station was not. But regardless. I didn't, I didn't get to meet Michael B. Jordan or nothing. Uh, I in the back of my head I was like, oh, it's okay. They didn't pay me anything. I'll get to go on the press tour. <laughs> Regardless, nope. Um, the uh, it was great because I would call myself the Bruce. Oh, because oh, that's a big pog. The, it was the reason I did was because uh, of Robert the Bruce from Braveheart, and I couldn't think of a DJ name. I was like, well, I guess I could just be Bruce. I don't know. I'm not sure why. But I call myself the Bruce, so like that was always my deal. That's great. I'd be like, you know, like uh, 92.9 KJ. My, you know, my name's the Bruce, and up next is Creed with uh, with Rock arms wide open. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah um, got it wrong again. And uh, <laughs> and and I didn't put on a voice or anything. It was just my voice. Um, and you got a really good radio voice. People said that, and I didn't realize it until, I guess, when I heard it on the radio. I was like, oh, I guess it is kind of bassy. Never even thought about that. I think my voice is stupid and nasally, but... <laughs> I think everybody thinks that. Yeah, maybe they do. Except for maybe uh, Maurice LaMarche. I hope not. Who's I got mean, the coolest voice in the world. He really does. Man. You needed the Bruce emote? All right. Uh, maybe I'll... I'll maybe 94.5, I'll make, the Bruce. The, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was 92.9. Ooh. Uh, KJE, still, it still exists in Santa Barbara. Still there. Still there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was That fun. is awesome. It was a great job. How many other impossible jobs do you the like that every kid would want that when you actually get there sucks because you've been a radio DJ you've been G four yeah. well it was, it was producer television producer G four pro gamer now full time streamer award winning uh, Apex Legend uh, pro gamer player I did win an award in Apex Legend one Apex Legends tournament I'm still right. so proud of you um, 
I was I couldn't believe it myself. So good when I walked out, and, and I just got the payment the other day. Oh. Eight hundred fifty bucks. What? They gave me eight hundred fifty bucks. What are you gonna spend it on? What am I gonna spend? I don't know. You need to get a like pro gamer keyboard or something. Oh, oh, I know exactly what you need to get. Hold <laughs> on right. a minute. Uh, hold on. I, <laughs> oh no, I'm worried. Oh, you need to get yourself a Thronos. What the hell's a Thronos? Oh, you'll you'll see. Wait. Oh, here we go. What? The Predator Thronos. Stop it. Stop. Slack. Get out of here. Oh, Slack ad. Boy, they've they really nailed our demo, haven't they? Yes, Bruce. Well, wait, how much is this? Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Nope, nope. It just cradles you. It cradles you. That's all it does? You can hard game in a predator or in a gamer dome. Dun 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 dun. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna skip ahead, so I wanna see what it does. It doesn't. That's all it does. That's all what else would you need it to do? You can recline. You can play video games. Look at it. Look. How much is it? A million dollars. I don't know. 850? How much did you say you had? Is this good? Yes, it's very good. Look at it. Look. I guess it's like a battle station. The chair has a six pack. That was like a 12 pack. Are Sick. Th do you think there are, there's anybody? There must be somebody that streams in this right now, right? I, I mean, it could be you. It could be you, Bruce. Because, well, I mean, I'll do it for, I'll do it first. Yes. Buy one. All right. Buy it. Hold on. Let me see how much. The Thronos. Acer Predator Thronos. All in one gaming chair. All in one. All in one. You don't need anything oh. else in your life. Purchase info. Yes. $850. I am ready to purchase. <laughs> so many buttons you gotta. Oh, you have to like register your form. I'm not gonna do that. They're, not, they're, not, they're gonna try to they're gonna try to scout you out. So uh, Ms., uh so the Bruce, uh, I see you on your application. Yeah. <laughs> the Bruce. How many Apex Legends tournaments have you won? <laughs> <laughs> how how cash flush are you at the moment? I'm, they must build them all to order. That must be it. They need you to submit your measurements so the Thronos can cradle every part of your body. There's got to be somebody. There we go. Fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> all right. There, that's why. Yeah. I think I just spit all over your. Yeah, that's definitely fourteen thousand. Wait, does that include the monitors or is it just? I think it includes the, the monitor. I think it includes everything. Um, Twenty thousand dollar gaming station with a motorized. It is motorized. Well, what okay. is it? Oh, okay, because it like, lowers you, right? Oh, yeah, but I don't think it like rocks in. It's not like the afterburner cabinet or anything. $20,000 gaming station with a motorized zero-G reclining system. Oh, man, I hope it's loud. I hope it's gas-powered. You have to, like, pull a rip. No, 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 no. I think you could connect a laptop to the monitor and play that way. Oh, I guess you Laptop? Have to, you have to connect a, a gaming PC? Yeah. No. Anyone consider this... Oh, wait, for real? You have to connect a PC to it? It's just the chair. It's just the chair? Oh, yeah. The monitors. The monitors. I, do you get the monitors? I mean, they're there. They're in the picture. Yeah, I guess the gaming PC is not there. Are you fucking shitting me? They don't give you a $2,000 PC. <laughs> you on the weekend? Autumn, gas up the Thronos. It's time to stream. Well, anyways, I can't afford that. It was only $150. Ah, well, you got to win a couple more tournaments. Jeez. Dun, 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 dun. I am at this point, though. I have been paid to play a video game. So I don't know that I does that classifies me classify me as an esports athlete? Yeah, yes, you're you're a cyber athlete. Oh man, okay, that's taking me back. Hold on, I gotta look up something else. Please, now. please go right ahead. That's there's, what the internet's for. There's a uh, there's a, a clip that I remember watching live and being like, "What the fuck is happening?" Bruce, do you remember the World Cyber Games? It really sounds familiar. Actually, was it were they on G four? Maybe that. So they had a, a sweet theme song called Beyond the Game. Okay, all right. Oh, please tell me this is a... 
if this were if this were on the jukebox, this is why I would have gotten thrown out of that bar. <laughs> they were probably like, "Hey, man, we need you to say World Cyber Games because you made a song for World Cyber Games." I can't rhyme anything with that. <laughs> when am I going to rhyme with games? Game. Game. <laughs> oh shit! There's a fire dragon up there. Sick. I mean, I think it's just the song again. Oh, it's just song. Maybe there's a remix. What a nightmare that is. What a nightmare. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> the early 2000s or something. Was that the early 2000s? Yeah, that was like 2004, 2005. I remember watching the World Cyber Games when I was in college. So. Oh, so did you watch them on G4? Uh, no, I watched them on the internet. Oh. Yeah. Was there ever more than one? It said the first annual World Cyber Games. There were a couple. Oh, there were? Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Beyond the game. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, no, World Cyber Games, I think, is not going anymore. Why am I making you feel old, Unity of Balance? Uh -oh. Did you also watch the World Cyber Games? Maybe you weren't born yet. On, uh, <laughs> on Twitch, or not Twitch, what am I talking about? Pinkiller is absolutely correct. That song automatically plays when you pull start the throne. So you gotta, you gotta <laughs> throw a foot up on there and yank that ripcord. You can barely hear it over the diesel engine, but it's there. Man, what a nightmare. All that stuff, because like, when you watch- They had World Cyber Games 2019 in China? Well, damn! I thought I thought it was defunct. Well, now it's uh, invested in by uh, Chinese money. Yeah, the World Cyber Games outlived the MLG. That's crazy. Esports. This is an esports stream right. now. Wow. Maybe we'll get investment from some Chinese dude. Is Chinese investment really that easy to find? It has to be, because I feel like every company in the world has got one. I got no principles. I don't give a shit. There are Chinese people here. They're just buying houses out here in Los Angeles. You could be a pro gamer for like a. Like a kart racer knockoff or uh, Counter Strike knockoff. Uh, oh, you just gotta. Hey, you've been playing Apex. That's fine, but you're not gonna get Thronos money playing Apex. You gotta right, find right. the Chinese knockoff of Apex. Something that has no <laughs> that guns. Exists. They I just wave that, at you when they die. I think that already exists. Can you do me a favor and click on my the Bruce Green tab? Oh, other other mouse. Oh, sorry. Yeah, somebody's uh, somebody's dropping knowledge on me. Just watch Inside Gaming Daily. You can't see me means that John Cena has concussed his opponent so much they can no longer see him. Is that? Is that fully accurate? I didn't know that. That's intense. Hey, on the game! <sighs> that makes a little bit of sense, but... I mean, that seems... unlikely given that you can't pile-drive people, so I would imagine that... the WWE is sensitive to... slamming people's heads into the mat so hard that they lose yeah, They have memory. a concussion and lose their... they black out? Yeah. Um, Compressing people's spines. I think it's a joke about terrible health in the WWE. Are you serious? Is that really...? Is that, yeah, I didn't know that at all. I thought it was just a dumb... Because so many wrestlers just have dumb catchphrases that mean nothing. It was like, what? And you can go and tell that. It's like, what is that? Like, Can, can you, you smell what the rocks... That, yeah, what that, is? that makes more sense, though, because that's He's like... He's not a chef! That's like him getting ready. That's like him like being like, you know, like, can you smell what... Or basically, can you see what I'm about to do to you? I, that's what I always got. Okay, okay. There's, I don't know. I there's something there. There's something there. I don't know enough about wrestling to even talk about this. I get it, I get it. Um, I saw a good question. Oh, that's what it was. Let's put it to rest. Let's put this to bed. Lawrence, huh. have you ever watched hentai, unironically? Yeah. Okay, I, just, I was just wondering. <laughs> no, I've, I've never done that. I've watched like full 22-minute episodes and made it through without jerking off. Yeah. Why did you watch it? Sorry. Yeah. I actually watched, a, or I read a, I read a tasteful adult manga. Um, <laughs> I mean, it started did off... Do you have a girlfriend? No, God, no. Oh, there we go. Okay, all right. I was, that, that's what I was wondering about. Uh, since that's important. 
since being in committed relationships, I've still watched... I mean, feature length is a strong word, but full series is... There, there's some, like... There's some cute and heartfelt uh, stories out there. There's one called Darling, which is about a dude who's an adult uh, manga artist, and he bones his wife for inspiration, but it's pretty wholesome. It's just like... But if it's... Is it hentai? Yeah. If it's wholesome, then it's not hentai, right? No. Isn't hentai, like... Hentai is just, like... Specifically, just like perverted animation. Tentacles and stuff? Doesn't have to be. Oh. So it's yeah. just adult animation. Mm hmm Oh, I didn't know that. It's... Con uh, yeah, like, hen hentai... Well, then I have watched. Chat, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But hentai just means like perverted or weird in Jap in Japanese. So anything that's that's sexual. So anything pornographic. Mm hmm Oh. Yeah, it's just anime. I thought porn. hentai was a specific kind of porn. It often dabbles in that because the Japanese are weird and have very little shame. And also you can do things with animation you just can't do in real life. I'm getting crucified by chat right now. They're oh. like, you, you are stereotyping you hentai. You ass. How you dare you. damn ass. How dare you. Anyway, there was one where, like, a uh, teacher was banging her student, super hot, whatever. And they were banging so hard one day that she, like, slipped off the bed and cracked her head on the wall. Mm -hmm. And, like, got amnesia. They still banged. Uh, but it was, like, it was a real uh, regarding Henry sort of situation where they had to relearn to love each other. Very Aww, sweet. That is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't know hentai wasn't, like, specifically terrible porn. No, it doesn't have to be. It often is, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wholesome stuff. I don't know that I should ever Google that, though. I feel like you should probably never Google the word hentai, right? Why not? Uh, okay, all right. Hey, Look, what? I'm just checking. What is it going to... What What FBI server is that going to put you on that you know you don't want to be on? Everyone watches it. Who cares? Well, we've all been there. Okay. We've all been there. you got to live without shame. I'm not doing it now. How dare... Uh, you know what? I'll do it in incognito if you'd yeah, like. Don't. Oh, I can't I mean, do that. Yeah, it's, it's I haven't turned on safe search. Hold on. It's Twitch. I actually have to turn on safe search. We're going to get tossed. No, no, no. You, you think you trust Google safe search to I've, not... Have you never seen me play safe search roulette? I've done it on Twitch. You've never seen me play that? No, I haven't. I'm sorry. Here, let's see. Um, hello. We'll just do something nice. So wait, what if you actually see porn, though? Is that going to get you, you don't. popped on... Safe search doesn't do that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Nah. Yes. Safe search works that way. Hmm. I'm telling you, I, d I played Safe Search Roulette a hundred times. I I'm believe playing. you. I'm just, it's, it's just shocking to me. I didn't. All right. So let, let me make sure that I have Safe Search on. Hmm. I believe that I do. Yeah. Get your get your pogs ready, Chad. This is going to be intense. What should I? What what can I Google that is? That will Safe Search is on. Okay, good. More about Safe Search. Let's read about Safe Search. Safe Search is. I mean, I guess I should helps filter out explicit content in Google search results for all your queries. While slave search isn't 100% accurate, it's designed to help block explicit results, like pornography. I mean, yeah, to help block, to not totally block. Right. I mean, you've done it. You've, you've played with fire. I did it. I did it early on in this career, so maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe I shouldn't do it on Twitch. I'm not going to do it. Now you guys have got me all scared. This is your fault. You could just do it on... Wait, you don't have another monitor. I mean, you could do it over there if you want to. That's not, that's not streaming. Oh. Try it. Okay. So you have to go to Google. Yeah. Turn it on. We're going to do it on another monitor to make sure. Uh, so wait. I think you have to actually Google yeah, something. Yeah, that. And then it was what? Tools? What was it? Or settings. I think it's in settings. Oh, okay. Turn on safe search. There it is. Turn it on. Okay. We're going to try it over here. In an, well, I don't know if you should try that. <laughs> try it like hentai. He searched big ass titties. See, that's okay. That's all safe. That's not... Yeah. See, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So try hentai. Type it in. I mean, there's there's some clothed ladies that have some ample bosoms, but... 
Are really? Oh well, yeah, but that's just bathing suits. I mean, those are those are some big ass titties. Yeah, but that's just in a shirt. Yeah, yeah, you're She's right. She's allowed to have that. Search a hentai. Try it. I like coffee like I like my women. Big ass titties. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's just a bunch of meme posts, really. Yeah. And the and that's the dude from Ninja Sex Party. All right. Uh. Well, I mean, if big ass titties didn't bring up anything, I don't think hentai will. Okay, oh, mmm, some tastefully cropped images and a lot of, uh, ah, gal. You boys oh. make me warm and tingly. Oh. What are you looking forward to in 2020 and do you keep resolutions? Oh. So Wait, what's going on? You oh. shouldn't click on those. Oh, so the, the related searches are... You gotta be careful. Wait, well, I mean, these are largely safe, I don't know, except... I wouldn't click on the related searches. There is the one lady guiding what appears to be Lawrence a massive... immediately penis. broke safe search results. No. 100% immediately broke it by, by clicking on the related searches. Never should have been. I mean, this is largely pretty clean. It's just a lot of, uh, I told you. Safe Search is, uh, is pretty good. Justin Bieber has a hentai coloring book. Oh, let me click on that. Just a lot of weird dreadlock Justin Bieber Sa picks. Safe Search is pretty good. Is it, like, if you do, you know... Here, I'll just do that anatomy. Oh, those are blurred. There's some titties there, but they're blurred. See? And then we're not gonna... They're not gonna show any really, like, actual genitalia or anything. Hmm. I, mean, I don't know that you could really jerk off to this. Boy, this would work though if you were like 13 and desperate. Okay, it's Jesus having sex with an anime girl, of course, yeah. This is perfect. I've never jerked off to this song, but I will. Alright, that's pretty funny. Wait, it's just Arizona. Yeah, photoshopping Arizona, Arizona tea cans oh. into hentai. <laughs> Alright, I like that. See? So now you can go home, play Safe Search Roulette, and then if you get banned... Boy, she's really excited to drink everything that mango tea has to offer, huh? Oh, she's rubbing the top of that can. I know that there was, there was like a whole thing... There's, there, are, there are a ton of awesome memes of people uh, photoshopping anime shit. One was like anime girls holding up pregnancy tests. That's, that was a fun one. There was the... Weird times. Well, you've seen like the photoshopped... That's Pog. Porn gifts, right? Where like they're like playing guitar and oh, stuff. Oh, safe work porn, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. Those are really great. <laughs> playing bongos. Those are really great. Yeah, the one where he adds in all the sound effects. I mean, it, we got to be able to show that, right? I mean, I don't know that you like Twitch TOS can be pretty. Uh... I'll play it for a second. Okay. Because there was like a, a bumper somebody made. Yeah, look at her. She's trying to get her change out of that. She's trying to get her change these out are, of the phone! If anybody hasn't seen these, these are great. Um, wait, somebody's shouting, you can't watch that on Twitch. Okay, then I won't. Never mind. Okay, you can't. Thank you, no mediocre. I mean, look, you, you can't trust them. They're not necessarily from Twitch. You don't- you could if you wanted to. That's like when I was in Area 51 and they were screaming at me that the military was arresting people, and they weren't. By the way. <laughs> yeah, they was just the one person who pissed, right? They only arrested one, and everybody else went to the gate, and they were like, they were just hanging out with the military. They were like taking pictures and shit. Man. I should have gone. Oh, you didn't go up to the gate? No, because you? chat told me not to. That's, that's one of those things where it's like, oh, wait, wait, Adam got home. Is, was she able to park okay? Oh, I'm sure she was. She oh, okay. She figured out. Um, yeah, I imagine if like, just imagine that like it was, it was a big ass meme. But it cost, like, the military personnel their evening, because they had to be out there, and, like, make sure nothing stupid happened. Well, I think, to be fair, I think they're always out there. Oh, yeah? I think there's somebody okay. always at that, but... What a just, like, just for a dumb joke, like, they had to go to a meeting, 
where they had to, to like talk about it and be like, okay, is anyone actually going to try to get in here? Absolutely. They did. What are we going to do? Just because people like decided to herp derp on Facebook, <laughs> it like threw off these guys' this whole weekend. Maybe. I don't know. It's just fun to think about. I mean, it probably did. Maybe. I think it's cool, though. It's they a, were out there having something. fun. They were smiling. Okay, well, the pictures, know. it was uh, Stephen Subject's fiance, Alyssa. Oh, yeah. Um, her, Nat, and then a few other people. They went to the gate. Oh, wow. Because we, we saw them there. We met them there. We actually didn't mean to. They just happened to be there. And uh, they went to the gate. We went home. And they were like pictures with the military dudes. And they are like smiling and everybody's having a great time. So. Aw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no Munster, no music. My brother's Oh. <laughs> Bye. 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 Lord to be met. Autumn's brother. Oh. Uh, Autumn's brother's girlfriend, Kiana. <laughs> Salem and Kiana. Well, now I can get up and say goodbye. I'm sorry. 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 i <laughs> um, Getting banned on Twitch is truly going beyond the game. We haven't gotten banned yet. Nobody's gotten banned. Stop Who's talking banned? about bans. Jeez. You know that one of my emotes, somebody reported one of my emotes and they banned it? It was Toilet Bruce. Oh, uh, mm. It's so it's tiny. Yeah. Tiny little bait and it's, nobody's naked. <sighs> yeah. I got, I got one of my emotes uh, rejected because it was like copywritten. Because it was like an anime girl with really derp-ass eyes, and it was like one of those where you... What I loved about it is that if you did one individually, it just looked like an anime girl's face, but when you did it together, you saw how derpy and stupid anime is. Anyway, apparently that one got rejected, but I've seen so much copywritten stuff in other people's emotes. See, that's my emote, but, it's, but <laughs> I, I put a little thing over it. Oh, that's cool. Well, at least you ran with it. They banned it. Ah, Toilet Bruce. To and you're going to see... It's not a spoiler. You're going to see more Toilet Bruce. I think it was out. in the trailer. Yeah, it was in the trailer. Uh, coming up on Arizona Circle. Man. If you watch the next, I think six weeks, right? Yeah. It's, uh, one yeah. a week for the next six weeks. What's Lawrence's Twitch? Twitch.tv slash Sir Lar. S-I-R-L-A-R-R. Damn right. I'm sticking with the same handle I've had since Sir, I was 14. Sir Lar. Never losing it. Can't. I got to like, dedicate to the jump. That's 14-year-old me. Going to be that until I'm dead. I just realized what we should have done. We should have squad streamed it as well, even though it's the same stream. Then at least people would be able to link to the other ones. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, uh, there is a party Bruce emote, but you have to be tier two or tier three. Ooh. I made it special. <laughs> I need to I need to lay into that. I haven't I haven't done like tiering stuff. I haven't done sub emotes for different lengths of time. Cheer emotes. I gotta I gotta do all that stuff. They're fun. Yeah, uh, it, it's I, super I, cool. I just I need to make a bunch more too, and I haven't I haven't done it. Got no time. Uh, for the so. for the people in Bruce or sorry for the people in my chat. Oh yeah, Twitch TV slash Bruce Green. Um, but you guys probably already know a lot. B-R-U-C-E-G-R-E-E-N-E. -E -E. You were looking jacked? Oh, yeah, I took my shirt off. You, you took your shirt off? Yeah, I was I was, I was. was John Cena saluting at the Oh, end. that's why. Because oh. Connor was playing John Cena theme on Melodica, so that's what you got to do. He, did he bring in a Melodica for that? Yeah, we have one. We got... I wanted to get the slide whistle, so we were showing all the, like... We were showing all the GIFs and all the clips from WWE. They're all glitched and oh. shitty. And it's like... <laughs> Brian wrote all these like one-line zingers for him, and it really started to feel like we were hosting an episode of America's Funniest Home Videos from like <laughs> late '90s. So I really wanted to like drop a sweet slide whistle on all the people falling over and glitching out, but couldn't find it because we just moved rooms. So instead, it was a recorder slash melodica uh, soundtrack. Uh, I just wanted to 
call out ALC, said, if we're dishing out real talk tonight, I want to say that I've always considered Lawrence my favorite member of Funhouse. What? Sorry, Why Bruce. Why would you say okay. that in front of Bruce? That's all right. Sweet Bruce. Law Dog has always been the, the most relatable to myself, and I've always considered him a legit role model. Jesus Christ. Look at that, huh, Lawrence? Thank you. You're somebody's role model. That's How do you wild. feel about that? <laughs> it, so, I mean, this, this might sound conceited, but I would be my own role model for me when I was younger, because I have... Looks have improved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, th I think a lot of the things that I wasn't happy with about my life and, and my state of mind and my belief structure, I have, I have not fixed because I don't. I don't want to speak in those terms because part of it is embracing that it's never all the way fixed. But I think I've I've gotten to a much better place. Uh, so it kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, not not to say that saying. I deserve to be one, but just like well, no, but you're improve. I mean, like you you improve every day. That's what I, it's yeah. what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be become a better person. And I think there were a lot of people out there like me. I certainly see a lot of myself or my younger self in the things that people say on the internet. Uh, so yeah, just kind of looking at it empirically, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, so here we go. Freckles back at it. Bruce, you've always been my favorite member. My wife is adamant that Lawrence is the best and hottest. Oh, come on. Oh, there you go. You had that's, to... that's even that's actually better because his wife, I assume, is female. So then a female is attracted to you. There's there's at least two. <laughs> Sweet. Well, hold on. Can you consider your ex-girlfriends and ex-wife also attracted to you? I mean, they were at one point. I'm I'm confused about that because yeah, the way that the way that my marriage broke up was pretty like adamantly. I am not attracted to you anymore, which does wonders for your self-esteem, boy. Uh, so <laughs> I don't consider that to be an active threat anymore. Uh, but at one point, <laughs> sure. This is one of those things that I, well, I mean, I've had to do occasionally. It's like put myself in the mindset. Like, when you're really down on yourself, and this is obviously when you're not in a relationship, you have to think to yourself, like, you start thinking, like, well, maybe I'm not attractive. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe maybe I'm ugly. Maybe nobody loves me. Maybe I don't, you know, like, all these terrible things that you obviously shouldn't feel. But I would, I would then try to psych myself out of it, being like, well, hold on. Now, wait a minute, Bruce. <laughs> People have been attracted to you before. Yeah. So why can't it happen again? And then I'd be like, okay, I feel a little better. Back on Tinder. Yeah, I mean, largely the same thing. I, I kind of used uh, all of the the rejection and spite I had from my old relationship, funneled it into funneled it into working out, but I was also drinking very heavily. I tried to pair my good coping mechanisms with my very bad ones. Um, but yeah, it was largely that. I was like, well, you know. I, I largely, it, it kind of truly is true that there is someone out there for everybody i've seen i've seen like ladies who are madly in love with dudes and i'm just like okay that's that works for you yeah they find something yeah the lack of jaws your thing you like those big ears fine i mean there's so many people in the world and we're all so fucking weird that there truly is someone for everybody no matter no matter what your thing is, or how weird your nose is, or where your eyeballs are located, there's going to be someone who's super into that. Yeah. People like feet. People like creepy-ass hentai. There's something in there. I saw I saw somebody, and this is a really interesting comment, I think it was Dasmim, said, but what if those negative things are true? And it, I think it's a valid question. Uh, and like almost all of life, generally, the answers fall in the middle. Mm -hmm. So usually it's not that all the negative things are true, right? There's probably some things that are not true. Some of them may be true, though. Some of them may be like, ah, you know what? Turns out, like, I know for a fact that my face is not symmetrical. So I know when I look in the mirror, ah, my face isn't symmetrical. Fine. No big deal. I know that that's true, and that's a negative thing I think about myself. 
But there are other things. And if you're thinking like, well, um, I'm really stupid or something. Nah, the truth is probably not that you're actually stupid. It's probably somewhere in the middle of that. Like, well, you're smarter than you think you are, but maybe not as smart as you actually think you are if you're on the other side of that and you're like super cocky. Usually that's the truth is in the middle. Generally. Don't always think the negative things are true. Yeah, that's that's super true. No. It's a uh, calibrating how much to trust your inner neuroses, how to incorporate external feedback. Like the the mix, the like chemistry there, that's that's the fundamental of living a happy life. And it takes so long to find the happy medium. Because yeah, if you trust your internal demons too much, then you're a nervous wreck all the time. If you ignore them entirely, you might be behaving recklessly and hurting people around you and refusing to acknowledge any of that yeah. stuff. So the, that's the tough part is there's no there's no right answer for any of that. It's no. it's just a you got to bounce off the the bumpers as you go down the lane. I like bowling, but it, right. the older you get and the more the bigger of a data set you have because you've lived longer and talked to more people, you you get a better sense for it. But it really is kind of trial and error, which is something that honestly kind of freaks me out with social media and like public shaming and stuff. It hurts to think that there's not a. I hate. To, I mean, I'm going to use the phrase, even though it's not how people, most people use it, like a safe space to socially oh, yeah. experiment. Yeah, yeah. I would be. There's stuff in my life that I still think like that I cringe about. If it were on the internet. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Or even just the thought that it could go on the internet. <laughs> Man, because so, somebody earlier in chat was asking like any advice for asking out a girl. Um, I mean, I've been terrified of that most of my life. Um, I mean, it's still scary. Yeah, but then to think that somebody could go around and like post a Reddit post about the shit heel that just came up to her to, at like school lunch or a bus stop or what? I don't know, man. I do remember thinking that like, to a degree, it's it's true. Is like, when I was trying to figure out dating, everybody wanted you to be good at it, and nobody was willing to tolerate you being bad at it. But the only way to get good at it was to do it. So it was it was really tough to try to go through that phase of willing being willing to fall on my face in front of others, and impose on other people's sense of calm because that's kind of what asking somebody else out is and the right way to do it is to recognize nonverbal cues and body language and all this stuff but there's no way you can do that well if you don't know without them. doing it yeah uh, i think if there are a lot of there are people that i've met before or like asked out or whatever that were understanding of that and and we're like i mean like in the in the nicest possible way would be like hey the sayonette chief like you know, you tried, and it's okay. Here's kind of where you went wrong. Aww. Um, and it was nice. It would be a nice way to do it. Or uh, sometimes it'd be like, hey, I like you, but this was not it. Like, let's still go out and whatever. We can we can totally hang out, but don't do that. And I'd be like, oh, okay. All right. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. And they're trying to re redirect you a little bit. Well, the scary yeah. part is, is then that means that... No, it's not scary, I guess. But that sort of requires that the other person was comfortable and experienced enough to even be able to give that feedback. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the dynamite is when two people who have no idea what they're doing start, like, smashing off each other <laughs> yeah. physically and, and socially. Yep. So, yeah, eh, that's, it's, the, it's the mess of life. And, and the thing that, that I, think, I think to a degree movies have kind of set the standard of portraying youth as being a, like, awkward, free experience. Luckily, there are some shows that kind of try to portray how messy all that can be. I think I got I get kind of concerned when like people consume influencer content, YouTubers, Twitch streamers that aren't awkward. 
Um, and I think it sets a weird example that you can just skip the awkward phase or that there's a way to just be cool with yourself and, and be happy without having to go through a lot of really weird times. I don't know. There, I mean, like, as far as I can see, there's nobody that doesn't go through an awkward period. However, people like, uh, and this is, this is probably just because you only ever see the good stuff, but like people like Tom Holland, I'm always like, this dude has never done a fucking weird thing in his entire life. Everything he does is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, and it's not true. It's not because I'm sure he's like he's done stupid shit or like you know whatever, fallen over at a party or gotten too drunk. Doesn't matter. But I don't ever see it. So whenever I see what he does, even when it seems like he's just being himself, which he probably is, it's the coolest thing in the world. I'm like, dude, this this dude's so cool. So I don't know. Um, they, I think there are some people like that. If you get lucky, I'm not. I'm not one of them. <laughs> but I think there are people out there. Yeah, I guess you're right. There are, yeah, well, a few. Mm-hmm. They're the, the chosen few. The lucky ones. I wonder what it's like yeah. to be like that. I don't know. Uh, Scotty, Scotty Don't Know says, I'm the opposite. I need to learn to socialize single as being single. Uh, I'm only 24, but I've had three separate three-year relationships, 14 to 17, 70 to 20, 21 to 24. I had great success where we ended up separating because our lives began to become incomplete and we're going off in different oh, directions. Incompatible, yeah. But relationships are so easy if you're compassionate and willing to do things that don't always benefit you. Wow, that's true, Scotty. That is true. Interesting. A very, uh, a very appropriate statement. Yeah, but you know, sometimes it can go too far. If you're always sacrificing yourself, then, then you're dormant. Yeah. Yeah, or then you fall into resentment for take for another person taking everything from you, and then sometimes your partner resents the fact that you're not a complete and individual person because you're not doing anything for you either. It gets messy. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything specifically about your life. But I think you're right about the about the. The bumpers on mm-hmm. the on the bowling alley because like you're you're constantly finding the boundaries and, and being like oh well back towards the middle back towards the middle of it. because you if you go one way or the other you're either a doormat or you're you know you're too forceful or who knows um, I think that's a good way to put it talk about Death Stranding Kona made a video on it I think under embargo you're under embargo right yeah that's what I thought all I can say is that I am playing it <laughs> when when is your embargo up do you know not off the top of my head no I know I know a lot of people that are playing it right now. And they're all under embargo, so it's like, yeah. no one can talk about it. Nope. That's okay. okay. Soon, everyone. Yeah, soon. Soon. Have you played uh, Outer Worlds yet? No, nah, I, I went to a preview event, so I played it for about an hour. Okay. And then yeah. have you played COD? Not yet. I'm actually pretty excited for this. I'm super excited for COD, even though it's Blizzard. Uh, Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard. And I've been trying to sort of like, kind of not, yeah, I didn't want to play the game. Like I was like, all right, I'll maybe not play their games for a little bit. But then I just gave him a hundred bucks, so that's <laughs> like okay, all right. Not all of the company is bad. Yeah, I yeah, that's yeah. true. And also, it's I hate to be this guy. I mean, it's a nice sentiment, but if you're really gonna start trying to scrape out the Chinese influence from your life, lots of video games. I mean, oh, you that's got true. Computers, yeah, computers. You got yeah. phones. Like, there's that's a really good point. A lot of a lot of consumer electronics. Like, how far are you gonna take that? That's a really good point. Um. I mean, how many people have phones that were made by terrible working conditions in Chinese factories? I mean, it, it's so easy to be like, but what about blank? Yeah. I, I don't want to get into that, but I think you can excuse yourself, I think, because to, to have that be a life policy would be extremely difficult yeah. uh, if you actually carry it out in totality. That's an that's, that's a, a extremely valid point, uh, which I hadn't thought of, um, because my... Uh, Democratic heart goes out to the people in Hong Kong. For sure. Because <laughs> I, 
I, I, I think just today, uh, they got that extradition bill struck down, right? They did. Isn't that what happened? Oh, I didn't. I didn't Something hear about happened. that. Hold on, let's 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 take a look. Um, That's I thought, fantastic. I thought that that, I thought that that happened. I thought that they got they got a result. Invest in America or invest in Africa, not China. There it is. Yeah, China extradition bill officially killed. As Great. Uh, Beijing considers replacing Carrie Lam, the semi-autonomous province's leader. Carrie Lam. She was running Hong Kong. So that's great for them. They've been, they've been protesting for months. Mm-hmm. And hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah. So. That's a good step. I mean, they still got a long, long way to go, but that's fantastic. Yeah, they are, they are still protesting. I know that, but um, but that's great. I'm very happy for that, that sort of stuff. So, hey, maybe that one day they'll become as cool as America. <laughs> and yes. have all the terrible problems Everything's we have. Everything's free here. Yeah. <laughs> Man. See some of that Zuckerberg testimony today? No. Pretty no, sick. I didn't. What was it? I mean, it's basically about his... Him being totally chill or allowing abject disinformation in political ads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I read about it, I didn't, but I didn't see it. Yeah, uh, he was getting grilled by Congress a little bit. Basically, they were trying to def- define exactly where the, bar- the boundary was between something that wouldn't be allowed. So I think, I think it was actually... Um, Ocasio-Cortez was asking him, like... Based on your uh, demographic data, would it be okay for me to buy an ad advertising to a poor black community the wrong date and location for voting? And he, like, kind of hemmed and hawed and said, well, that probably wouldn't be okay. Hmm. And then she's like, okay, well, you know, you have the Daily Caller as one of your uh, independent fact checkers, and they are known to be associated with white supremacists, so do you consider the Daily Caller to be a... A reliable news source, and he was like, "Well, we don't do the checking; it's an independent part." Like it was basically he was just swerving around well, everything, he was passing the buck. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what he's there to do. So, it, you know, not a big surprise, uh, but it is sort of depressing. I one of the things that frustrates me is we are the internet <laughs> society. <laughs> I mean, accurate. Um, the internet is like it's changing society so quickly and so profoundly, which I think people should have seen coming but we have the exact like the eye is so off the ball it's scary like we that that we're only now being like hey maybe this facebook thing isn't so great oh yeah no, i know that should have happened four years ago and it, it's excusable that it didn't but because there are always more pressing problems it's just frustrating that when it became a big problem suddenly we have a different government that's like but what about coal yeah. no no look the other direction look look forward stop trying to bring back old shit that's yeah, weird mm. it's real weird that bums me out I mean it because I think when we look back we'll recognize that we did really hand control of the world over to AI and tech which is pretty sick man in really? one way you think yeah. so oh yeah uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's gonna I'm, I don't know if that's gonna happen mm. I don't think that will ever happen I, I think that right now a lot of people think the earth is flat um, <laughs> I don't know about a lot well, <laughs> but there are some I mean polling data is pretty scary uh, not not that it tells the whole picture, but I I think it's I living where we do. I think it's maybe easy to lose track of the uh, amount of the populace that's starting to believe in some pretty funky stuff. I would like to see how many people believe the Earth is flat. That's a good question, actually. I would really like to know. Yeah, what the tr- what the true percentages? Uh, yeah, because I mean I don't know that. I mean, like I'm sure that there's like a let's say five percent of the U.S., which is a lot of people, by the way. That's a lot. Um, believe the Earth is flat. Even when pre- with, when presented with evidence that it's not. <laughs> I mean, the evidence is fake, Bruce. 
I, I'm, All of it? I'm, <laughs> I'm really pulling for that dude who wanted to build his own rocket to prove it the Earth was flat. I was too. Yeah. I saw that. God bless him. Hey, he's actually doing something. You know what? Trust but verify. <laughs> actually, yeah, one in chat. One in chat if you think it's flat. Oh, that rhymes. One in chat if you think it's flat. There we go. Uh, zero in chat if you think it's round. That makes sense. I want to see it, chat. Oh, yeah. Anti-vax stuff is kind of scary. Uh, Two, one, zero. Lots of jokes. Great. Good. Five. 1.0. This is why the internet was a mistake, everyone. Because no one will actually give an answer. We almost got to the bottom of it today. Almost it, got there. We broke Restream Chat because it doesn't even, it's not even moving oh, anymore. Yeah. Wow. How? Dead. Yeah, we totally broke it. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Flat Earth was a little much. But I, I don't know. I do think, I guess to a degree, it's always been the case that, you know, people, people get the worldview through media. I do think that media is getting very sophisticated about presenting information with intent more than it used to be but this starts to go down a path i don't think we need to go down so. <laughs> the, the political path no. yeah i don't i don't not, i don't i guess i did abjectly talk about politics but i don't want to i did uh, i did want to call out um i'd like i like it more from the tech angle that's more what i'm interested well, in. well you've always talked about how like people just click yes to the tos on anything yeah and that and you're absolutely right because you're giving away your data to whatever company it is I think people are over being shocked about that, and I, I think that's okay. I, I don't. I'm not going to be like, but your privacy. I, mm, I think people are okay with the trade-off and what it's benefited society as. I just, I think people largely aren't aware the degree to which they are a hundred percent understood by like tracking algorithms. I think you're right. Um, and I think it would actually probably really freak people out and give them a crisis of free will. <laughs> no, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. So I, I, th I think you're right about that for sure. Um, Alright. That's pretty good. Yeah. We went for an hour and 40 minutes. Solid hour 40. And also, I wanted to wrap up with one, uh, one somebody in, uh, Dr. Leviathan in, in uh, chat said, called him Mark Fucker Nerd. Got him. <sighs> he got that billionaire. Beautiful. He, he brought him down to our level. He's got a dumb haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! I know, nailed him. Nailed him. Fuck, come find me, Mark. <laughs> come get me. Um, Can't do it. Well, thanks for thanks for coming over. Oh, thank you, man. I, I yeah. just I love hanging out with you. It's just a fun of fucking chat. I, I like talking to you about the internet. I love it so much. I love it so. Much. I'm terrified of it, but I love it. It's great. It's great. Um, all right. Well, let's do. Should we do a raid? We do. Two? Oh, we can do two raids. Sure. Oh, John. John's been uh, John's 